Thanks for tuning in to Mountain View Fellowship's weekly podcast with lead pastor Don Headley. At MVF, our mandate is pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. We know Jesus cared for people and placed a lot of emphasis on relationships. So we do too. We believe that we're created for relationship with God and that he gave each one of us a desire to belong. If you'd like more information about MVF, connect with us at mvfcolorado.com. Now, stay tuned for this week's message. Today, to kick things off, I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 1. Grab the Word of God, head over to Ephesians chapter 1. Verses 3 through 14 is where we're going to be. We started on this last week. We just touched on it in verse 3. And what we found out is Ephesians 1 tells us that we have been blessed with spiritual blessings. That's what it's called in that verse. You'll see it here in just a minute. But it says that we've been given those by God. And so today, the question that I want to answer is what are these spiritual blessings? I also want to ask the question, you know, what do they do for us and how do we get them? And so that's what we're going to be covering today. Now, contrary to what you might believe, spiritual blessings are not some mysterious power or connection that's reserved only for the superheroes of the faith. It's actually a key benefit of a relationship with God through Jesus Christ that every one of us has been given. The verse that we covered last week was verse three. It says this, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. And what we found out last week is that we've been given already. It says has blessed. We said last week, past tense. It means Jesus Christ has already given us these spiritual blessings. They're ours. You don't have to do anything for them. You don't get them at a certain age. They're just given to you. And it says, because you are united with Christ. So for those of us who have received Jesus Christ, we've already been given these blessings. Now, what I want to do today is I want to read verses four through 14. And then I want to come back and I want to unpackage eight different spiritual blessings. Yeah, eight. Uh, That's what we see in this passage alone. There's a lot more, but we don't have time for much more than that. And hopefully we have enough time for this. And so let's jump into it today. Starting in verse four, it says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. 
And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Now, the word blessing in in verse 3 is a translation of the Greek word eulogy. It actually means to speak well of. And, and since God is the one who is acting in this verse, he, we can actually say that God has spoken good things about us, that he's pronounced good things on our behalf. And these are some of the good things that he's pronounced right through verses four through 14. The good things that God has decreed for each one of us go way beyond anything that you and I could ever imagine. Anything that we could do under our own resources and under our own ability, there's nothing that we can do, but these have been given to us as spiritual blessings. Now, we can identify eight of them in the passage that we just read, and so I want to jump right into it. The first one comes in verse 4. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. See where it says that he loves us and he chose us. So the first spiritual blessing that we have is that you are chosen. You're chosen. Now, if we're equating it to an earthly blessing, I would say, you know, if you were chosen for a team, maybe the varsity team, or maybe you played an instrument and you got first chair, you were chosen to be first chair in the orchestra or the band, or maybe you're chosen by your company to represent them, maybe in a presentation or at some conference, or better yet, uh, maybe somebody has chosen you to be their best friend. And you know that, like they've, they've picked you and you have a connection with them like no one else has. Now those are earthly things. The spiritual blessing is much greater. It says that God chose us in Christ so that we could be holy and without fault in his eyes. That means that God has chosen us to make us holy, to make us blameless and all because of his love, not because of anything we've done. It was his good pleasure and his grace that caused him to choose us. What a blessing to know that we're chosen by God. And even when we were dead in our sins, is what scripture says, God chose to extend his grace to us, to offer us his salvation. He chose us, each and every one of us. This is even more amazing when we realize that he made this decision way before sin ever entered the world. God had already chosen us to be part of his family. Now, our second spiritual blessing is actually found in verse 5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. I love this one because our second spiritual blessing in this passage is that you are adopted. You're adopted. Now, the earthly equivalent of that would be, um, I, I think the best example would be those of you who were adopted into a good family. Maybe you were part of the foster care system or, you know, um, part of an orphanage and you were adopted by a family and brought in and loved as one of their own. And, and there's so many times I, I talk to people, friends of mine who have been adopted, they have a better insight into what it means to be grafted in or adopted into God's family than even I do. John chapter one says, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave us the right to be called his children. We are adopted into God's family. And when we believe the gospel, when we receive Jesus Christ as our savior, we receive full access to the father. 
There's no middleman. We are his children and we are able to be called his children because we are adopted. The third spiritual blessing is actually found in verse six. It says, so we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. And you can probably guess this third spiritual blessing. It's the fact that you are grace covered. Now, if you're looking for an earthly blessing that would remind you of this, I would say if you've been in a relationship where you know that even if you mess up, even if you make an error and screw up, that that person's gonna love you anyway, that they're not gonna go anywhere, that they still love you. Now, some of you who are non-believers, you might've heard your crazy, weird Christian friends say something like, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. And you thought, oh man, that just sounds weird. What is that all about? That's what this is all about, being grace covered. It actually means that grace makes us favorable to God. It puts us in a good light through Jesus Christ. We've actually received this grace. And and when God looks at us, he doesn't see us. He sees the grace. He sees the, the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross that paid for our sins. The father sees his loveliness when he looks at us and he, and he sees his son. He doesn't see our sin. The blood of Jesus has taken away the guilt of our sin and we stand before the Father as perfectly accepted children. This is what leads us right into our fourth spiritual blessing, which is in the first part of verse seven. It says, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. So we're grace covered, yes, but number four, you are redeemed is what it says. You're redeemed. An earthly blessing that would remind us of this would be like an old house that's been remodeled. Or maybe if you're into cars, you've, you've restored an old street rod or something, or maybe refurbished furniture, you know, where you've brought it back to new, especially if it was an heirloom, especially if it meant something, there was a, a deep meaning to it because it belonged to somebody that you loved. But when we're talking about being redeemed, it's, it's through the blood of Jesus Christ. See, redemption speaks of buying our freedom by paying a ransom. The price for our sins, the payment that bought us all out of eternal damnation, out of eternal condemnation is this blood that Jesus shed on the cross and it paid for it fully. Like there's nothing left over to pay. There's, There's nothing else that we need to do. Christ's sacrifice on the cross covered it and redeemed us. In Christ, you and I are no longer slaves to sin. We become servants of the most high God. That's who we are. And since we are bought and paid for by his blood, we have an obligation to glorify God in our body and in our spirit. It actually says in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20, for God bought us with a high price, so we must honor God with our body. So we are redeemed. The second part of verse seven actually gives us our next and fifth spiritual blessing. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and it says forgave our sins. So not only are we redeemed, but number five, you are forgiven. If you're looking for an earthly blessing to remind you of that, uh, have you ever done anything stupid? Something you shouldn't have done? Maybe you said something or did something against somebody else and you thought it was just gonna destroy the whole relationship and the person was like, it's okay. And they forgave you for it? You went and asked for forgiveness because you loved them and you wanted that relationship to be on good terms and they forgive you. Remember how good that feels? I mean, it's incredible to be forgiven. Forgiven is is closely related to redemption. It's not the same thing, but it's real close. In paying for our ransom for the sin that we had committed, the debt of our sin was canceled and we are forgiven. 
Like we not only restored, but everything in our past is taken away from us. We no longer have the burden of guilt for violating the law that God has set before us by turning our backs on God. We are completely forgiven. And that's a great spiritual blessing. The next spiritual blessing is actually found in verses eight through 10. It says this, he showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. See, the sixth spiritual blessing listed is that you and I, we know the mystery of God's will. We know the mystery of God's will. We've been given insight into what God's will is. Have you ever been told like a secret? I mean, thinking about earthly blessings, right? Have you ever been told a secret? Like nobody else knew it, but you were like one of the first ones in on the secret. Maybe it was the birth of a new child. Like somebody was pregnant and you knew it, nobody else knew it. And how neat that is to to get some insight into what's really going on. See, that's what God is doing here. He's letting us in on an amazing secret. What he was doing when he sent his son to die on the cross for us. God has given us wisdom and insight through his word. And he has shown us his desire to bring all things together to glorify Christ. Revelation chapter four, verse 11 says, you are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and they existed because you created what you please. See, we're told here in Revelation that since all of creation was made by God and is for his good pleasure, the the consummation of his plan, the fulfillment of his plan is that everything and everyone is brought into line to glorify his name. By aligning ourselves with him by faith, we become part of his perfect plan and his perfect purpose. Verse 11 actually lists another blessing for us. It says this, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we've received an inheritance from God for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. So number seven, you might be able to guess it. You've been given an inheritance. You have an inheritance from God. If you're thinking about an earthly blessing that that would remind you of this, just think about when somebody passes away and leaves you an inheritance. I remember hearing a story years ago about a multimillionaire and he didn't have any descendants. And so when he passed away, all of his fortune was given to his nephew. And they had to go find his nephew. And when they finally found his nephew, he was a homeless person living on the streets. He was actually sleeping in the doorway of an abandoned building when they found him. Here we have this homeless person, has nothing to their name, but yet they're a multi-millionaire. See, I think this is what it means to be a child of God so often. We forget that our heavenly father has this inheritance that he's given us. This inheritance is given to us through Jesus Christ and it includes so many different things. First Corinthians chapter two tells us that no eye has seen and no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. I mean, that tells you right there that we have no clue of the inheritance that God has for us. It's so great. It's unimaginable. The riches of glory and the the presence of God and the eternal home that he has gone to prepare for us. These just scratch the surface of all the blessings that belong to us as our inheritance through Jesus Christ. And yet there's another spiritual blessing still listed in verse 13. And now you Gentiles, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. 
And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. Uh, Our eighth one and the final one I want to cover this morning is that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. You are sealed by God's Holy Spirit. Uh, Earthly blessing that would remind us of this would be like a, a modern day wedding ceremony where the husband and wife, they come before everyone else and, and they, they take the name and they exchange vows and they exchange rings. Why? Because they are sealing this covenant before everyone else. When we become God's children, he places his mark on every one of us. It's his ownership of us, guaranteeing our eternal security. This is spoken of as the down payment of our full redemption to hold us until the day that Christ brings us back to him. You are chosen, you are adopted, you are grace covered, you're redeemed, you're forgiven. You know the mystery of God's perfect will. You've been given an amazing inheritance and you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. You have been spiritually blessed. Now, how do you access all of these blessings? Well, the way that you access them is by becoming a child of God, by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We're told in Scripture that the way to Christ is to confess our sins, to repent and turn away from them, to declare Jesus as our one true Lord and Savior, to receive his gift of salvation that he paid dearly for on the cross. Now, usually we would give you a prayer to pray, but honestly, it's not the prayer that saves you. Jesus does. So I just want to encourage you to to be honest before God today. If you've never received him, make sure that you do that. If you receive Christ today, if you've made a decision to follow him, would you please let me know by texting to this Ask Anything? And the reason I ask you to do that is because I want to help you start your walk with Christ. That's the only reason I'm asking you to text that is so that we can help you on this journey with Jesus Christ. Now, if you believe in him, if you're placing your hope and your confidence in him alone, uh, you are saved by grace. We are so thrilled to invite you into the family of God. Now, why did God give us these spiritual gifts? Verse 14 tells us, the spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. And this is what we do with the rest of our lives. We live in such a way that we praise and glorify God in every word and every action as we point people to Jesus. We have been given an amazing blessing, a spiritual blessing through Jesus Christ, but it was only possible because of the sacrifice that he made on the cross. And that's what communion is all about. Thanks for joining us here at Mountain View Fellowship. We'd love the chance to meet you in person We gather each Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at 1955 Headlight Road in Strasburg, Colorado. If you aren't able to join us in person, we'll meet you right back here next week. God bless.